0: Are you good? Yeah. Just opening up the IMDB page for HBO's The Outsider. Uh, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. No, we,
1: we watched the 2018 movie with Jared Leto where he joins the Yakuza,
0: right? Oh, I watched the one with Pony Boy and Soda Pop. No! No! We both fucked up? <laughs> Is this our cold open? <laughs> Can be. This week on King Me, Fear Has Many Faces. This is The Outsider. Under
1: the outdoor, the goblet, and Come- King,
0: King me. me. Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of Kinging Me, the official podcast of being kinged by me the official podcast of forgetting to close the door before you start recording vamp, the official podcast of vamping Rob vamp. <laughs> Blah. Uh. Nice. <laughs> Deftly handled. I can't believe I can't. Here's the thing. We have a okay. Patreon, yeah. patreon.com slash King pod, $5 a month. gets you access to a bunch of bonus content. Yeah. That money has been going To media literacy lessons for Rob (laughs) at Emerson University. Not a cheap school. Not a Guys. Not cheap. Not cheap. The commute alone. The commute alone. You got to go up to Beantown every morning and be back by
1: dawn, I guess, to drive
0: back in time for
1: (laughs) Jeopardy. It's it's a 10 hour round trip. It's yeah, it's exhausting.
0: But it's going well. Your professors like you.
1: Yeah, they like me so they like me a bit. They like when you go
0: blah. <laughs> uh Dan. Dan, how are Rob. you? I'm good, you know? I'm good. It's been a minute since we've
1: recorded. I know. You went on vacation, right? Sabbatical. With, yeah, a little a little savvy. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, you were you say you were gone for a week and a half, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, I th- I could have sworn I saw you, uh, you know, creeping around, looking to, uh, you know, just devour a child. Was that what? not you? Well, wait, what day was this? Uh, This would be Sunday, the Lord's Day.
0: Oh, no, I was back Sunday. I was devouring that child. Oh, okay. All right, then never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All is... That would have been spooky, though. Too scary for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And not just devouring a child. Oh, yeah. Some real heinous stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Silent H. Does that have poor taste?
1: Probably, but... He's not a real boy. He's not a real boy. Jason Bateman isn't two people. A real guy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um... I got to say, yeah, well, let's start there. As we said at the top of the show, Mm -hmm. this is our episode on the first half of HBO's The Outsider, first five of 10 episodes. Right now we're up to our old tricks again. We're splitting (laughs) seasons in half. I was just going to
1: say that because I know how you feel about splitting seasons. I know you you just want to binge it all. You're 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 one of these millennials that just wants to binge everything. (laughs) Did you say zillennial? That's right. Oh God, yeah. I guess I am. Um, uh, you want to binge everything, and then you just want to get it over with. You're like, just let's record a whole
0: episode in one ear, out the other. <laughs> right? That yeah. that actually it kind of holds water for me. Right. Um, no, I'll tell you what the difference is. I was okay. sick to death of Mr. Mercedes. I'd had enough. Yeah. I'd had enough. No. And I get that. Um,
1: yeah. Although and I will honestly, say it was probably for oh. the best that we did that with Castle
0: Rock season two. go on. Yes. Yes. I mean, Mr. Mercedes broke me. Castle Rock season two. I, I had watched a couple episodes. There was just no way. There was no fucking way. No way, way dog. The, yeah. And it wasn't a hard sell either. I should be clear. It's not no, like no, I that had was to beg one. you yeah. <laughs> to but, want to get it over with.
1: But I got to tell you, The Outsider, I'm glad we're splitting it up into two episodes Ooh, because yeah, Buddy.
0: I want to savor it. That's right. I want to I want to roll this around in my mouth like every word out of Bill Mendelssohn. <laughs> Like he, just sort of mushes it up. Bill Mendelson, huh? Did I say what Bill Mendelson? <laughs> yeah, what I about did. Ben Mendelson?
1: Ah, <laughs> I mean, Ben Mendelson, my bad. More established brother, Ben. <laughs> You're a big Bill <laughs> well, Mendelson <he's>, guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> it does smaller independence. A lot of character yeah. work, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the of, uh, Sean uh, the Australian's the brother <laughs> yeah. of the. Uh, Chris, Penn, yeah, the, Chris,
1: Penn. Uh, yeah, Cal Pen, Penn.
0: Sean Penn's brother.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the show spoilers, it's good. And I got to tell you, this first is like five what, real
0: strong, <laughs> super strong. Yeah,
1: this is, um, you know, we've watched a lot of like TV series on this show and they've all been work. Even like the first season one of Mr. Mercedes, which I enjoyed, it's still been like, OK, I don't like uh, I watch the first five episodes and I stopped dead and I'm like, OK, I'm going to put this away until we have to watch the rest of it until the absolute last minute. Absolutely. Yeah. And with this one, I I mean, I stopped
0: at five, but I am like, I i am champing at the bit. Yeah, I want to watch You're the rest ready of it for more. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ki- I'm kind of with you. I mean, like. I will say the viewing experience it is enhanced in some ways by the mm-hmm. fact that we do this show, yeah. Namely, the presence of one Holly Gibney. Ah, I am very interested in like it's sort of side by siding uh-huh. these two performances. Yep. Um, and I mean, kind of how it's written to an extent, right? Like the what my sort of like summation. Of this show to you Mm -hmm. via text message was that it's basically like primo Mr. Mercedes. It's like a much Mm. higher caliber. Mr. Mercedes. You called it Um, Mr. Mr. Lamborghini. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, I might, you know, once we're done here, I might keep that for a nickname just going forward. Isn't Adam I'm Driver miss-
1: going to be Mr. Lamborghini? Uh in like the new uh Michael Mann. Wacky Racers. <laughs> yeah, the wacky racers. <laughs> he plays uh Magilla Gorilla,
0: I believe. <laughs>
1: in the Michael I don't Mann. hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Michael Mann's
1: wacky racers. Oh, oh, he's playing Enzo Ferrari. I'm sorry. That's okay. A, a different Mr. Italian sports AKA, car.
0: AKA Mr. Lamborghini. Let's uh, right.
1: Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> wow. I really, um, I hate that I like Michael Mann's Wacky Racers because that's basically just like a college humor sketch from yes. like 2008. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that checks out. Or alternately, I mean, not even alternately, kind of the same thing. Max Landis screenplay.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Same sort of thing.
1: See, we get into, like, the origins of the Wacky Racers, you know? I just have these ideas. I have, like, nine, ten of these scripts that I write a week. And
0: they're all great. (laughs) All right, Um, so we all know Dick Dastardly. But what if, in this one, he's really a dick? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, li- listen, I I don't think Michael Mann himself would direct a Wacky Racers movie, but do I think that it's possible that we'll get a Michael Mann esque Wacky Racers movie
0: at some point? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you know, there's g- there're gonna be no ideas left. That's gonna be the last one. <laughs> That'll be We've the been last putting- one. We've been putting off making it because it's such a bad idea, but yeah,
1: it's it's Magilla Gorilla sitting across the table from Jabberjaw and they're just fucking having it out. They're just talking. <laughs> it's a tense scene because, mm. you know, they're enemies. Oh,
0: oh, but of course, Jabberjaw's knocking shit all over the place because huh. he's a big klutz. Yeah, I mean, he's too. And poor. he's and <laughs> guess what? He's also talking like Curly from the Three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild, huh? It is wild. You and, you know, That's... and
1: it's going to be, I mean, obviously it's going to be a giant CGI shark um, in the real world. Uh, played I don't
0: know, man. I think a... man's going
1: to do it practical. You think so? I think he might do it practical. <laughs> but it, I mean, he ha- he's he got to be voiced by Chris Pratt, <laughs> the master of voices. <laughs> the man
0: of a thousand voices. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's very hard to unimprove on, like you know. No disrespect to Charles Martinet, right? But he basically his idea for the Mario voice was let's be let's call a spade a spade here: Italian Mickey Mouse. And Chris Pratt found yeah. a way to lower the bar. Yeah, on Italian Mickey Mouse, right? Some
1: is there a way? To make this less Italian. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, Chris, remember, you're only going to have your voice to act with here. So don't go too big. Got it. (laughs) Don't. uh, Yeah, don't don't. mm, Whatever. (laughs) Yep. I find that more aggravating than our other. um, Is it is it a bugbear? A thing that annoys you? Is that a word? Bugbear? Oh, bugaboo. Bugaboo, maybe? Bug, bugaboo. I don't think we can say that. Oh. But I... <laughs> All right. Um, our other pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. There it is. No, that one works. Yeah. Of um, action stars being cast in comedies now. Mm-hmm. Like the only comedies being cast with action stars. Yeah. Bothers me more when just celebrities are cast uh, in voice... <clears throat> excuse me, voiceover roles. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's always been a thing, but uh, usually, at least with the uh, like a, a bigger ensemble cast, like I'm thinking of like Toy Story or something, right? Where you had like, you know, it, whatever it was, 1995, you have Tom Hanks and Tim Allen at the height of both of their power, right? Yeah. And
0: well, I think the difference is like it used to be. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. And then well, I'll no, it, I just said like.
1: <laughs> just that the rest of the uh, actors in in the in Toy Story are more character actor yes kind of actors you know? and I
0: think Toy Story represents sort of like a, a through the looking glass ex- inflection point where mm-hmm. it used to be like look at like Aladdin that's yeah. a bunch of nobodies and Robin Williams R- totally right like yeah. it used to be like and one famous guy because the selling point used to be the beautiful animation and the fun songs and right. what have you how far we've fallen mm.
1: mm. 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 yeah it sucks everything everything's bad i don't know
0: we should cut this we're always doing this i know i mean but okay. we haven't talked about this in like 2 weeks i know i know
1: <laughs> i've been sitting on this this whole I was time
0: wandering <laughs> through the desert going up to people like you you will talk to me about how How the the old times were better, surely. (laughs) Surely. Surely, Will. Whoa, whoa, not that far back, buddy. (laughs) It is like a real, um, it must really suck to be a young person now because you get that same, like, you know, the same nostalgia trip that we're on Mm -hmm. as thought out and, you know, valid, arguably, as it may be. Yeah. But, like, we also now have, like, deteriorating material conditions to sort of support. Like yeah. It's a bit of causation correlation. Right. Happening. Right.
1: It, it's uh, all of this, like, weird sort of nostalgic stuff at, you know, uh, in this period of late stage capitalism where everything is bad and getting worse. And <laughs> it's, just wow. re- it's- redo- rehashing everything.
0: You know what? It's nice for me to just be able to, like, lean back in my seat, put my arms behind my head, and let you be the one to say late-stage capitalism. I know.
1: <laughs> Feels good. I mean, we, we've we already been recording for about 15 minutes. I'm shocked it hasn't come up yet. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we're really kind of playing the hits right now. Yeah, yeah. We're, Things were better back then. I That's the thing. I just don't want to be a... Uh, a return to like return with a V guy, mm. but you know how people do that with like pizza hut, dine in pizza huts now?
1: No. What are they There are, are they people
0: doing? who are like, okay, do you know what I mean by return to V guy or return? No. Okay. So it's like, they say return to tradition. It's like right wing reactionary yeah. people. Hey, there, I got one in Uh <laughs> buzzword. Um, But it's like, they sort of like fetishize whichever era of the past. Sometimes it's like literally ancient Rome. Sometimes it's like the fifties or whatever, um, as just being like, this was the peak of Western civilization. (laughs) Yeah. But that was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And Mm -hmm. like the younger right wing creeps (laughs) are now being like, we must return to, like Nintendo 64 and uh, Pizza Hut's you could actually sit down and eat at. And oh. you go to Blockbuster. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's- man.
1: I mean, I I like that because it's so much dumber than, you know, uh, Western civilization peaked at ancient Rome or, you know, uh, the 50s post World War Two boom. Right. Uh, like that kind of shit where there's like. You know, you might have to do a little bit of reading, some research into something like that. I like the the new, uh, you know, right wing uh, opinion of just being like, I liked sitting in a pizza hut.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <it's laughs> I liked like...
1: going there and sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I liked <laughs> drinking out of a red cup. <laughs> It's just like, are, you can, I don't know. Back man. <laughs> when
0: a man was a man and a kid could bring in a coupon they got from um, reading a book at school and get right. a little pizza for themselves that like, mom can't have. Yeah, what are we that even fighting have? for anymore? <laughs> you, I mean, I do appreciate that. it sort of like lays bare the logic by offering the dumbest example of the same mentality, yeah, right? right? Well, yes. I mean, <clears throat> the, right. The,
1: the logic behind all of that sort of uh, thinking is just like things were better when i was a kid and yeah of course <laughs> I miss, because you didn't fucking have to do anything yeah, i miss the womb <laughs> yeah. get me back in the yeah. womb i i honestly think that like most of uh republicans uh concerns what their whole like opinions everything is just based on like i i wish i was a kid again <laughs> i i i really just wish that i could be a kid And just not even like a kid now, like a kid back then. I want to go back in time to when I was five years old and I want to do it over again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the whole thing. I fully agree. Yeah. Um, But hey, look, we've proven that we're good people. So now we can talk about how much we like this show about a hero cop.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, uh, Men Bendelson... I ben Bendelson. <laughs> I, I would like uh I mean that's that's Ben Mendelssohn's uh doppelganger, Men Mendelsohn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I want a crossover between uh That'd be his, a good name for a pro wrestler,
0: actually. Men Mendelssohn Because he bends yeah ben. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the Men Bendelson. <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um All right, what were you saying? You want a crossover Yeah, between his character of uh,
1: Ralph Anderson and Bill Hodges, I want to see them team up and crack a case. You know, I think the two of them make it work. Yeah, because you know Hodges, he's always like he's got a bit of a silver tongue. That one, he's -hmm. he's like uh, he's he's a bit curmudgeonly, but he he's got that he's got charisma about him. You know, Mm -hmm. he does have that like that thing. Where I find uh, this character to be much more of like, uh, you know,
0: he would be the straight man almost in, in, totally. in their duo. Yeah. He is much more of a, or he's much closer to like a, a cop traditional, cop. Yeah. yeah, like archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what he's doing. Yeah. A lot. I think there's like a real sensitivity to him that is very compelling. Yep. In this role. Yeah, I love it. I, um, he's great. I love Mayor Winningham as his wife. Jean I, she's fucking
1: awesome. She's fucking awesome. I, I wrote down in my notes. I was like, so great to see Mayor Winningham just crushing it in this show. Yeah,
0: emphasis you don't on see winning. Too much of her, you know. Oh yeah, she's winning. She's winning. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of across the board. Like everyone's great. I even thought. I mean, you know, we mentioned that Holly Gibney is a character in this, played by Cynthia Arivo. Yeah. Arivo? Yes. Erivo, Yeah. Arivo? Uh, I would um, say yeah. Arivo? Eri- yeah. Either one. Okay. <laughs> Cynthia E. Um, and she's fantastic too. Yeah, she like, is. Like, I, you know, no offense to um Mr. Mercedes Holly. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who plays her? Of course not. Come on. Yeah. Well, I think it's something notable to us. I think it was a name we had some fun with. Yeah. But, um, I'll get I'll get to it, but no mm-hmm. offense to her. This is the superior Gibney. This is Gibney Prime now. Wow. I mean, do you not wow. agree that like she in Mr. Mercedes, uh, she and she being Justine Loop. Uh, I was just going to say it. the yep. loop. She's giving like a very. TV in yeah. the TV parentheses, not like quite pejorative, but it's not like,
1: yeah, maybe it's a little bit more, uh,
0: uh, it's bigger. It, yes. It's like broader. Yes. I, that's what, yes, that's the right word. Yep. And it suits the tone of that show because like, I mean, right. Like Brendan Gleeson is doing something like semi comedic, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, you know, with that, and then Brady is such a fucking cartoon villain. Right. That I think you have a little bit more leeway with all that kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, this show is so this show being The Outsider. HBO's The o- Outsider. Right. We're talking it is about so The Outsider 20 minutes. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> it is so fucking just. Oh, it's so bleak. It's 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 super bleak. bleak, It's quiet. Everyone's weary. Yes. Everyone (laughs) is weary. (laughs) Yeah. And they are playing it like I think Holly's kind of pitch perfect for this. Sure. Yeah. Like she I this the difference between this and Mr. Mercedes, I think, Mm -hmm. is that I really buy that everyone in this show is just like. Deeply aware of and affected by the hostility of the world. Sure. And Mr. Mercedes is a little bit more like, I don't know, 1960s Batman.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is yeah. Nolan, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I think that, yeah, the outsider is playing, uh, you know, there are supernatural elements in the outsider and i think everybody is playing it so straight mm-hmm. which adds to the like the bleakness of everything but it it feels much more like you said like it's you know and and this is pro- you know it's a different production man you're talking about hbo versus the audience network mm, yeah you know uh it's 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 not you know it's not tv it's the audience network that doesn't it doesn't ring the same way, you know. It's not TV. It's the people watching TV. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's TV for uh, you guys. <laughs> it's just like the clunkiest <laughs> fucking tagline. Uh, TV for uh, me and uh, uh, sh- blah.
0: <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> mm. Um, I will say too. Yep. So the series commences. With a whole lot of Jason Bateman. And when I saw him, do you know what I said to myself? I said, (laughs) oh, no, I can't stand him. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I've turned a corner on him. Mostly because I think Ozark is terrible. And
1: I've not watched a single episode. Yeah,
0: It's not good. People think people like to tell me it's good. They're wrong. They're wrong about that. Mm -hmm. They're wrong about last of us that's bad too is it bad they they just they get it wrong they get it it's really it's really bad the like is it
1: so i'm uh, that's another one like i know everybody's watching it or was watching it i think the last episode just aired but uh is it i've heard it compared to like the walking dead where it's just like the walking dead with like instead of zombies it's mushroom zombies or whatever
0: I think Uh, that's probably apt. I've never watched The Walking Dead. The comparison uh I heard that rang true for me again, I say this not having seen Walking Dead, is that it is Walking Dead for people who still play Wordle. (laughs) It's like... Brutal. <laughs> brutal yeah it's like the meanest thing you could possibly say and i really of course it tickled me uh, not being the target of it made me right. think that's a good thing to say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah no i i really like my big issue is like i only saw a couple episodes of it and i thought just like the dialogue was like real dog did shit. you watch the one
1: with uh What's his Nick name? Nick Offerman? Swanson? Yeah. No, I didn't. All right. Is that, that, like, from what I understand, everybody has been like, uh, you know, they liked the show and, you know, talking about it online and whatever. Yeah. But like the the Nick Offerman episode was like, when that came out, everybody online fucking lost their minds and they were
0: like, this show looks like, fucking great and now, whatever. And then, but then if you press people on it, you're like, oh, cool. What's so great about it? Yeah. They're like, well it's about a gay couple and I didn't get grossed out. <laughs> 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 All right. It's just like a really tender depiction of, of like a gay romance. Is that what so, it is? Is That's is what, that what people th- say. Okay. That's what people say. See, like, but like uh, as someone, I forget who I was talking to about this, but someone, I would, and I wish I could give them credit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they pointed out that like, well, it's like a gay couple and like a very, you know, traditional monogamous committed relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's have a storyline about cruising in the apocalypse. (laughs) But just point being like, it's pandering to, it's like, it's meant to be as safe as possible. It's not really, you you know,
1: yeah, it's sort of meant to. It's meant for people to watch this and and feel good about themselves. Yeah, yeah A little yeah, pat on so. the back. Listen, if if people like The Last of Us and The Walking Dead and whatever other dumb show Bullshit. we just mentioned, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Mm. Not everything is for everybody. Uh, these shows are really not for me uh, or Dan, um, but you know, that's no, sir. that's fine. We I watch other fucking dumb shit that other people wouldn't like. So fucking yeah, whatever. I,
0: I love to watch uh, just like uh, dumb popcorn movie. I watch like Ooh, uh, popcorn lot
1: of, film, huh? Yeah,
0: I love I love a popcorn film. I love oh. like a what's a guilty pleasure? Of mine like an Ingmar Bergman film.
1: Uh. Just like Hilarious. I love to just
0: I love to just turn my brain off. Yes. And just uh, throw on a Bergman. Yes. I don't even care uh, which one. No. It's just like no. background noise. Yeah. Give yeah. me anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Strawberry Spring, lay it on me, baby. <laughs> uh no, I, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm I'm not dummy like everybody else, you know. I thought I for for me, for my money damn mm-hmm. i think the funniest movie to come out last year tar ah Ap- uh.
0: ah uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're ah uh. ah uh. uh. yeah, ah uh. uh. <laughs> you're a tar you're a tar head right you like tar? i am I, I
1: actually i do love uh, wow. tar and i do think it's i don't know if it's the funniest movie of last year but it is very funny <laughs> You haven't watched it yet, right? mm Dan, it's whatever, uh, two and a half hours, uh, 245, something like that? Yeah. And there is no way that you would be able to predict the ending. Really? Yeah. I think... Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, not a challenge or anything, but I, I think that like the ending is so perfect and uh, just sort of hits... Hits everything just just exactly right. I uh, you know we're we're recording this after the Oscars. Tar won nothing, which is fine. Everything everywhere all at once won everything, which is also fine. Who cares?
0: And we I won't know get you, me started. on I that, know
1: you we? hate it, <laughs> and
0: we won't get me started <laughs> on that, will we?
1: I I think everywhere ev- everything everywhere all at once. I think is a fun movie. Uh, and I, I'm, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you don't see, uh, so many Asian characters, uh, in leading roles, especially like somebody like Michelle Yeoh is in her fifties. It's pretty like, know, just from that standpoint, you know, it's, that's, it's good. We should have more movies like that. I think the movie is fun. Do I think it's the best picture of last year? Eh, not really, but
0: whatever. Not, I, I also don't give a shit, <laughs> you know? That's a healthy attitude. Yeah, who cares? Well, all right. I'll tell you. I may. Oh, damn. Now I'm worried I've said this on mic before. That you don't like. My review of everything everywhere all at once. Mm. I remember you said something about it being random humor. It is random humor. But my quick review is, uh, I wish I was anywhere else all at once. (laughs) That's your, uh. One sentence
1: letterboxed yeah. review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yep.
0: Let's talk outsider. outsider. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to it. So Bateman, that's how we got off on this terrible. Yes. I've grown weary of him. Mm-hmm. He's a bit too precocious. His public persona. I agree with
1: you. I think uh, you say like you saying like oh Jason Bateman rubs me the wrong way or whatever. And I'm like, oh, does he really? And then I try and think about the last thing that I liked him in. And it's Arrested Development from yeah. fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> so. He's a
0: He is a classic example of a, a comedic actor who's high on his own supply, yeah, who has made, mistaken his acting talent for his comedic talent. And that is the thing I hold against him. Sure. That being said, mm. I think he is one great in this. I think he is two great behind the camera. Yep. Those first two episodes, which he directed, arguably the best, you know, best of the three.
1: Yeah.
0: I honestly did kind of feel like it lost a little steam after that. Okay. Yeah. No, you I know? can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking, I was trying to, you know, parse out why that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, All I could think maybe is just like, I mean, the pilot, right? That's like very exposition heavy. So it's just sure. like a different style of episode. Right. You know, you, right. You have to get a lot of info out, you know, totally. In short yeah. He of time. did. He did the exposition episodes basically, which I think kind of like suits him because I know he also directs a lot of Ozark, which like right. I, you've never seen that show. You said no, I mean, it is the fucking plottiest show I've ever seen. It is just <laughs> yeah. like pure plot. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sh-
1: I, I, I love those shows where you're like I don't there are shows like uh, like I don't know I've talked about it watching the Sopranos where you're like I'm like five seasons in and yeah, I've gone on like this journey along the way to get yeah. to the five seasons but every episode has not like propelled the next episode you know it's more of like I, I wouldn't say necessarily like slice of life stuff but like but a little bit more uh open to yeah. whatever. Where Ozark seems like every, every episode leads directly into the next episode to the point where, like, by the time you're on, like, season four, you're like, we are so far away from where we started here. Yeah, I don't even know what that's the fuck kinda, is going on.
0: That's kind of how I felt about it. And, like, I, I don't know. People who are more sympathetic to it might disagree with me. But um anyway, yes. All this to say. And everything I doesn't think have he, to change your life, too. You know? totally, totally. Totally. um He... I really like the visual language that gets set up here. I don't know how much of a hand he has in that, Mm -hmm. but there's so many of those shots that just sort of like slide a bit. Yeah. You know, the sliding shots and it's like, I don't know, a difference of five degrees, maybe the angle changes or like we get like a tiny, like pull out or zoom in or something. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really does have this like cool sort of like uneasing effect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Also, very like tasteful the way they put the um, the man in the hoodie. Yeah. Shots. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be way louder. Yes. Than it is. This is not a loud show at any point, really.
1: No, not so far.
0: And it's good to me. That's
1: good. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I think um, yeah, especially those first two episodes where it's like setting everything up. Mm -hmm. and right by the end of episode two right there's been a major uh shift in uh characters Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i which comes out of nowhere but also like uh i don't know it's uh like you said it's bleak it's a bleak show but i like bleak i like it (laughs) it's dark as fuck (laughs)
0: I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're a bit of a Yasmeen Bleak. I... You say this all the time. All the time I'm <laughs> saying this. Well, you give me no choice. You, uh, uh, you like bleak d- stuff, and you act like a bit of a bimbo, don't you? <laughs> all due himbo. respect to yasmine bleeth I don't know what her deal is.
1: I... Uh, she was in Basketball, and I think she had a little trouble with the nose candy, which led, you know, had a little run in with the law, but that's Who a long time us? ago, probably in her past. I don't know. Who among us? Right? Who among us? Exactly. Um, all right. You want to go into uh, some of the plottier elements here? Sure. So what's this show about? A child well... has been murdered,
0: Dan. Murdered, but good. Oh, <laughs> really just like real fucking murdered <laughs> it's a real you know hatchet job uh, mm-hmm. to a murderer that's a compliment <laughs>
1: uh yeah the so there's a boy was it Frankie Peterson i believe is his name i believe so uh and he's found dead um and just like his body is totally uh just uh, maimed uh they uh, there, there's one shot where like we see like the the boy's like face, like his body's laying there on the ground, and his neck is all like uh, opened up. <laughs> this is my, oh, look at this! This is adorable. Which one is uh, this now? This is uh, this is Beansy. Beansy, that's right. Oh, I can't <gasps> look at that. Look at that beautiful face. Gorgeous, um.
0: <laughs> gorgeous.
1: No, but when uh, when the like the neck is all torn open and stuff, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn says, "Like, uh, what an animal got to it." And the detective, the other cop working in it, is like, uh, "Those aren't uh, animal uh, bite marks, which means they're they're human bi- bite marks. Marks. So whoever did this took some took some chomps out of this boy."
0: Yeah, there's also the thing we very tastefully alluded to earlier. Uh-huh. He's been. Um, Sodomized. sodomized with oh, yeah. a tree branch or stretch right. um so it's like real That's real grim stuff
1: what are we what are we doing here oh,
0: smacking me in on. the head come on <laughs> she see the 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 um she sees that with your headphones
1: yeah no she just oh, there she goes <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to be part of the podcast of course uh, so, right. So the boy is killed. Ben Mendelssohn is on the case. I do like um, the sort of weird, like, the way they play with time, especially in that, like, first episode, where it keeps, like, it keeps jumping from, like, present day back to, like, when um, they were, like, figuring out, trying to figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. And, like, and they, they ultimately, um, there's... Uh, there are witnesses there are fingerprints in this like van. there's blood everywhere like just and it all leads to Jason Bateman's character uh, who's like seems like uh yeah, like a pillar of the community like sure. Terry Maitland
0: coach T yeah he's, he's a, a
1: little league coach um, wife uh, kids you know well
0: he's not his own wife
1: or he's not his own wife, but he has a wife and he's got two kids. Um, yes of course and I, ever, all the evidence is leading to him so um there that scene where they arrest him and ben mendelson is like he he makes a point of it cuz he's so like he's so enraged by uh you know somebody murdering a child in his town the fact that it's like this guy that they know he's like uh, around he, kids all the time.
0: Right. Well, there and then there's also the personal connection. Yes. Um, which is that Ralph Anderson's son, parentheses, deceased. Yeah. Uh, was coached by Terry. And now he suspects that his son, deceased, um, in his short life, may have been molested by this man. Right. And we don't know right as of episode end of episode five we don't know how his son died right we do they mention um cancer
1: oh it was ca- okay
0: i missed yeah. that i um, forget yeah it's 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 blink and you miss it okay but uh, i guess i'm just a very attentive viewer <laughs> i mean you are a very attentive viewer i often know characters names
1: <laughs> so um yeah, Ben Mendelssohn wants to make the, a big deal of arresting Jason Bateman, and you know he tells uh, the deputies to do it in front, like they do it during a little league game. Big they do game. it in front of the crowd. Bottom uh, of the ninth. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just like you this know, is, this one sends them to states. <laughs> that's, they're going national, baby. They're going national.
1: But he, that's like that's his whole deal. Is like he wants to sort of make a show of it. Um, embarrass this guy because he's done this horrific thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole time uh, Jason Bateman is, you know, he's just maintaining, he was in inno- he's innocent. Yeah. Um, he was out of town that the day that the boy was killed and they find like video evidence of him being somewhere else. Yes. Like it, it's some like a uh, conference thing uh, where he ends up on camera
0: asking a question and, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh, weirdly, I remember the exact question. Oh, okay. What was it? (laughs) Well, it's a conference about um, censorship in schools, you know, banned books. Uh, How very Uh, zeitgeisty for this mm -hmm. particular moment. Yeah. But his question is basically, uh, you know, Slaughterhouse Five, that's on a lot of banned books lists. Can you explain why that is unacceptable because of its violent content? But we are Mm -hmm. allowing children to read. The Odyssey or the Iliad or one of those two, which is just uh, probably the Iliad because it's got more war imagery in it. That's right. So,
1: that's yeah, uh,
0: doesn't really add anything here.
1: No, but he, so he is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, cut it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cut that out. Um, one, no, so <laughs> he's. Uh, so they see him. They see that he was at this conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the evidence is. Uh, it's overwhelming. And there's
0: a mountain was, of it. Yes. Yeah. And like we've got and the, witnesses. The, the district, we've got DNA.
1: Yes. Yeah. The the district attorney. Um,
0: Stop. <laughs> the district attorney is. He is a
1: he, real he, piece he, of shit. Yeah, he's, like, up for some sort of re-election
0: or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's and, uh, Andy, right? Andy?
1: Yeah. And Andy he's, Cat- like, Cavish. his whole deal is, like... like I, I think Ben Mendelssohn even says it at one point where he's, like, uh, this guy doesn't get out of bed unless he knows that he's going to win a fucking case because he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize his career, right? Yeah. Um. So this, this attorney is all about just fucking burying Jason Bateman's character. He's like, we have everything. And like this video of him being someplace else. Yeah, it exists and whatever, but we have so much other evidence against him. Right. And what it, what turns out to be is spooky stuff. There's some sort of doppelganger that is imitating people
0: when they go on vacation Ah. <laughs> this is truly like you remember, you know, there's a we like to joke around about how Stephen King when he needs a new idea, he'll just look around his, a room and be like, what <laughs> yeah, if yeah. Uh, what if that smoke detector was haunted? What if the, vacations were haunted? What if vacation <laughs> was haunted? <laughs> what if your vacation to what is it, Akron or Toledo or something? I, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. The other one. My bad. Yeah, yeah. It's the other one.
1: <laughs> you would have gotten there in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, they arrest Jason Bateman. Um, there's going to be an arraignment, um, for him and he has his attorney, Um, you know, he maintains his innocence, like he didn't do it, whatever. And at the, when they're walking up to the courthouse at the arraignment, um, so the little boy that was killed, right. His family, father, mother, brother. Uh, the mom totally, uh, has an emotional break and, and then has a heart attack and dies. Mm -hmm. Um, This is when uh, the brother character takes it upon himself. Um, He goes to the courthouse and they're all like people lined up along the sidewalk there to, uh, uh, you know, yell at at Jason Bateman's character, call him a monster and shit. And this kid walks up with a gun, shoots a couple officers, then shoots, uh, catches uh, Jason Bateman in the, the neck with uh with a bullet. Um just overing
0: like- the attack on his yes. older brother.
1: Yeah. Um and and he ends up fucking bleeding
0: out and dying. Yeah. He fucking dies. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I didn't not only did I not see that coming coming, but I was like, oh well, we're gonna get a bunch of flashbacks for sure. Right. And no no it's very restrained I was so proud of them
1: I know I know it was it was very good so Bateman's character is uh deceased um leaving you know his wife and two kids uh behind and from then on uh like Ben Mendelssohn like has to get to the bottom of this case because he was like you know, after the tape came out of him at this conference asking a question or whatever, they, he wasn't 100% sure what to believe anymore, right? And now, um, you know, he's dead and, you know, it's a, it's it's his fault. Like Ben Mendelssohn's fault that the guy died. Like he made a, a huge fucking deal out of all of this. He made a spectacle of it, which caused, uh, you know citizens in the town to uh, you know get get angry get get organized and and then you know it caused all this scene which opened it up for this kid to come through and then Ben Mendelssohn you know he shoots the kid and he dies then the father which is, is left like its own alone. night
0: yeah About, and that's yeah. also its own nightmare for Ben Mendelssohn who now has to yes. replay over and over in his mind the moment he killed a teenager, Right, you know, it, and it, had right. to, and had, had to. to. He like, had to do it, but
1: it was because of the way that he handled all of this shit, right? Yeah. So, uh, he sort of takes it upon himself. He's like, he's on leave from the police uh, station, the department, whatever, and he's sort of like doing his own detective work, trying to get to the bottom of this, like, why. Why did this happen? Um, how did this happen? Like, there's so many inconsistencies in, like, what's, uh, like, like the facts, right? So, uh, you know, obviously this kid died, and there are witnesses and DNA, and everything leads to Jason Bateman, but everybody maintains that he was not there. So, how is that possible? And then it goes down this rabbit hole of like. Gotta go to Dayton, gotta interview people. Let's get Holly Gibney involved in this.
0: Yeah. So because um right, because uh Ben Mendelssohn's character is on leave, he enlists the help of like a private eye to sort of help him just like chase this stuff down while he's not right. working, basically. Mm-hmm. And then that private eye is like, I gotta bring in I gotta bring in the big guns here. Yeah, I got it. I gotta bring in the best. Like we're that. gonna need someone who knows exactly how tall a building is by looking at it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. She, so, yeah, yeah. That is another noted difference I think between this one and Mr. Mercedes is like, are do you remember like season one, Mr. Mercedes, where we're like, is she autistic or is she just anxious? Like it's yes. It's very hard to tell how she's actually playing this. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. she's acting like a 13-year-old and other times she's not. But um yeah, just overall I think this is like one it's like much clearer that she's supposed to be autistic. Yeah. And two I think it's just handled much better. I I, <laughs> much I agree more cleanly. With you. Yes. No jibber jabber.
1: <laughs> yeah, no no jibber jabber. Um, Michael Mann's Jibber Jabber, yeah, right. Wacky racers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they bring in Holly, and Holly is—I mean, she is very good at her job at you know uh, being a private investigator, figuring these things out. Um, what? So she the van right i think it all starts with the van right yeah. they find they talk about the van and where that came from and it was stolen in new york and driven to dayton ohio right and right. It, they they find out that it was like some kid who stole it they go to visit the kid they're like what you know, do you recognize any of these places? Any of this stuff? Like, it's all these like little clues that uh, Ben Mendelsohn and uh, I don't want to keep. Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia, uh, what did we? Uh, Erivo Is that what Erivo? we said? Let's say Erivo. Erivo Um, it's all these like little things that uh, get you know start like piling up, right? And Holly goes out to Dayton, Ohio. Um, It turns out that Jason Bateman and his family, they went to Dayton like a few weeks earlier, uh, but they flew there and they all flew there and back. There's a record of that. Um, So how did the van get back here? How, you know, like all of these like little things, all these inconsistencies, right? So that's what they're trying to get to the bottom of. So it's a lot of like, you know, uh, Holly uh, interviewing people. It's, uh, you know, Ralph uh, interviewing people. He he goes back to uh, Bateman's wife, played by Julianne Nicholson, uh, I, so many times, like five times at least, where he's just like, I, you know, what, like he's just trying, he's trying to investigate this and she doesn't want to talk to him because she, you know, blames him for yeah. killing Uh, for her husband's death. Like because he made such a big scene out of it, like that's what happened. And, and he's like, I, I, I know like I'm trying, I want to get to the bottom of this because I I don't think he ever says it, but I think he knows that Jason Bateman didn't do it. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out why everybody's saying that he did and what you know, where where is all of this coming from? Right. Um, I mean, just the I, idea by the like, way. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say like the idea of like there being a doppelganger of you that like commits this horrific crime and it gets pinned on you. And you're like, I wasn't even here. And like, nobody believes you. I mean, mm. that alone is horrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, though. I wish. Uh, so wish work on my wife when she says, honey, did you eat the last cookie? say no it was my that wasn't me that wasn't me it must have been someone who looks exactly like me oh (laughs) I was gonna say not that at all I was gonna say I really like Julianne Nicholson's performance so good and I also love the way the character's written like yeah they you get so little time with her before her life explodes Right. And you fully buy the continuity of the person she is in that first scene, just like Mm -hmm. in their kitchen to this. And also just like the deep committed fuck you attitude. Yeah. It just like it rings so true and she plays it so convincingly. Yeah. The writing on this show is so good. Like, I don't
1: know. I, I feel like in a, in a worse show or a worse written show or whatever everybody would come off as like more uh cliched in in you know like she's the widow of this uh you know the guy who has been accused of this thing and i don't know i always i just feel like in other shows movies and whatever media like that character would have been portrayed as like just one thing Mm -hmm. like you know uh, sad divorcee. Yeah, like hates, an emotional
0: wreck, maybe. Yeah,
1: emotional wreck, but like that hates Ben Mendelssohn and will, you know, like refuses to, you know, be involved in this. Where I don't know, I just feel like the character and the writing and her performance is all just so nuanced. Totally. That it, it leaves open, it, I don't know, it just feels real, you know? Yeah,
0: right. Because the other thing is like they make clear when Terry is arrested right we know this because he coached Ben Mendelson's yeah. kid like they know him too so like right. it's not just like she's like fuck you you killed my husband um it's also like you're this guy i know and you did the you didn't right it's a you, small
1: town everybody knows everybody yeah. but they're like yeah
0: you just like yeah she it, it's just like this mixture of like Anger and disappointment and betrayal. And uh-huh. also the sort of like impulse to protect what's left of her family. Right. Right. Which becomes a bigger thing as one of their daughters. I forget if it's is it Maya? It is Maya.
1: The youngest one, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Their daughter, Maya, um starts having visions of a guy. Scary yeah. guy.
1: Yeah. She has a she has visions of a guy. Like in her room, that's like, that tells her to like pass a message on to Mendelssohn saying, like, stop. You sh- yeah, yeah, stop investigating this or yeah. you're going to die. And I, of course, nobody believes, you know, the kid, but she's, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, yes, I, I've, I think her performance, I think she's great in this. Um. so I don't know the, the, uh, there's one scene in particular uh, it's actually it's early on it's between Ben Mendelssohn and Jason Bateman where so when Bateman is arrested uh, Mendelsohn asks, asks him if he ever touched his kid right and, which he doesn't answer and then later on they're in Uh, like a prison.
0: uh, Right. It's sort of like there is a, there's a brief window of, of time where Terry uh, Jason Bateman's character is still alive. And Ralph Ben Mendelsohn's character starts to suspect that they have made a colossal mistake. Right. Like there's the, the things that they can't square away are, are becoming like overwhelming. They're looming over this case. So, At one point, right. It's like the middle of the night, it seems like. And he's able to go visit Terry. It um, seems like a
1: secret meeting. Yeah. Uh, Terry even says, like, if my lawyer knew that I was talking to you without
0: him, uh, he would fire me. Yeah. (laughs) like, (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they have a conversation. So, yeah, it just the
1: the conversation. um, Bateman brings it up again. He's like, when you asked me if I touched your kid. Right. Um, and then he, and he tells a story about how, like, you know, his kid was small and they, um, you know, he was still, he was small on, for a kid. His yeah, age. yeah. Small for a kid, his age. Right. Yeah. And he was, he was on the the little league, little league team and he, he wasn't that good but he swung at every single pitch, right? They would call him like, I think they called him the whiffer because he just like, he swung at everything because he just like, he had so much like heart. You yeah. know, he just wanted he to He wouldn't stop
0: trying. Basically, right. Basically, yeah.
1: And 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 then Bateman worked with him and, or Terry worked with the kid and uh, taught, taught the kid how to bunt and he became like, he would bunt every time and he would get like a base hit every time after that. Right. Yeah. And, and Bateman says like, so when you asked me if I touched your kid, I I sure hope so. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) I was sitting here. I was like, it's pretty solid writing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I also think it's like so smart to just the way that they write Terry as like, really having no other, like all he wants literally until his dying breath Mm -hmm. is to just like be known for who he actually is. And like just have Ralph believe that he didn't do this. Like everyone else in his life believes him seemingly right. Like his wife is uh glory. His wife, glory is like firmly in his corner, his lawyer. Who's like, such a, a friend? what a mensch! What a oh my god! He's yeah. so good. He's so good. I love like I'm so used to watching like SVU or something where the defense lawyer is like the shiftiest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and it it was so nice to yeah. just see like a, a a nice family lawyer man. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, right? He's Howard, like
1: a, a friend of the family.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he
1: takes the the case extremely serious. To the point where like they're all out to dinner one night and somebody at another table starts harassing, um, what's uh, the wife's name? Glory. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Starts harassing her and this guy, Howie like stands up and he's like, you know, gets, it gets into like a physical altercation with the guy. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, not a lot of lawyers would do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I also think it's really smart the way they introduce him where, um, when he gets the call that Terry's yeah. been arrested, he's he's on the he's on the driving range. Yeah. Now have him leave <laughs> <laughs> as a show of commitment. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. Bit of lawyer humor. <coughs> um. So as all this is playing out, yeah, we have what's his name? Is that Jack? No, who's the who's the
1: who's, who's a drunk
0: who? cop? Who's drunk cop? Oh, it is, is Jack. That, it is Jack. Okay. Yeah. Jack Hoskins. Right. Who is? We'll say bad at his job. Yeah. I think that's um, okay.
1: He's like, he he's the kind of cop that like he's I guess I'm gonna say he's the more traditional cop.
0: He's the <laughs> he's the real cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the real cop here.
1: Yeah. Drinking, uh, uh, you know, too much. Going to uh, the strip club. Yeah. A lot. A
0: lot. Likes it there he does like it there. Um, has ADHD and the music helps calm him down. Yeah. yeah. That was my read. Um, no, so they, uh,
1: there's footage of Terry in the strip club. Um, he, he like, uh, changes his clothes because his clothes are all covered in child's blood. (laughs) And, uh, So he changes and then later on
0: bathroom, I could, uh, wash all this kid blood off of me.
1: Yeah. all, All this syrupy goo off of me. Uh, and then, so, and then after that they find Terry's clothes, not the bloody clothes, but the clothes that he changed into. They find those clothes in a barn. Right. And they're covered in like some sort of a weird, like slime. Yeah, um,
0: the detectives even say they're like, we thought it was semen.
1: Yeah, but I it's mean, not. It, yeah, it looks like a lot of jizz, and yeah. it's not. It's <laughs> fucked up, right? <laughs> so it's
0: fucked up that it's not jizz.
1: Yeah. Um. So they they send uh this guy Jack out to the barn to uh is it what I don't even know what he's doing out there like uh, the. They 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 dispatch him
0: him out for something. Yeah. But he's like,
1: yeah, nobody, everybody like the crime scene, like the clothes, everything has been cleaned up already. Like, you know, he's, he goes there and it's like everything, everybody's gone. Everything, everything else is gone. It seems like there
0: may have still been people there. Had he left when he was supposed to, but he goes to the strip club for like four hours.
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, if he didn't, If you just didn't go to the strip club. Yeah. Um. Not
0: my ADHD ass going to the strip club for four hours when I'm supposed to be investigating a murder. Yeah. A child murder. Yeah. (laughs) Not my neurodivergent
1: ass. So, uh, in the barn, um, you know, there's like, it's very creepy and we're like, okay, some shit's about to happen. And there's like a flash, like just a quick, like shadowy figure. Um and then he gets like attacked from the like the back right like the back of his neck it's is really attacked.
0: strange yeah so he like it's- we get this flash he he gets so f- spooked that he drops his flashlight yeah and as he's looking for it whatever he saw sneaks up behind him and just like puts something on his neck yeah and he's like but it doesn't like he's not screaming. It hurts. It clearly hurts. Right. But he's just like, what are you doing? Right. It's really, really <laughs> unsettling yeah. the way that not that much seems to happen. It, yeah, you're
1: right. I mean, you always see in like like what normally happens in like this scenario is like that person is attacked. Um, They're mauled. They're possessed, whatever. And it this seems like so much uh quieter and less um I don't know, less in invasive yeah. than than a mauling. Yeah. But, it uh, seems
0: like kind of vampiric whatever is happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like all we know about what happens after the fact is like he, he goes to he goes home or whatever and looks in the mirror and he has this like like the skin is red and they're like boils. Yeah. On, on his neck where whatever happened, tries putting Neosporin on it, which I thought was kind of funny. That is funny. And yeah. then every time we see him after that, he's just like...
1: He looks in just worse and worse shape. Yeah,
0: he's like in anguish, in mental anguish. Like he breaks down and is just yelling to no one like, I'll do whatever you want. Right. Right. And then we get that scene... <laughs> Of him in the woods? I was gonna say, well, him in the him in the hardware store and then him oh, okay. in the woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we see him in the woods, and I thought it was the doppelganger. Like okay. because yeah, he yeah. looks so like just kind of dead behind the eyes, mm-hmm. and he's just like going around the store uh weirdly putting a bunch of lamps and shit in his uh <laughs> yeah. in his cart, like piling lamps into the cart. Yeah, like and too then, many lamps. Yeah, it's especially for in the woods. So yeah. And then, you know, like a few scenes later we cut back to him and he's made just like a line of lamps, like an offering of lamps. And he's just like, it's like, I don't know what you want. Yeah, yeah. He's (laughs) just like, please make it stop. (laughs) I thought you'd like the lamps. Yeah. 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 I would love it if,
1: you know, whatever the, the outsider, Uh, entity is didn't even ask for the lamps. Like the guy just thought he's like, maybe, maybe I just get him like a bunch of these and, and he'll lay off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was pretty dark in that barn. Yeah. Maybe that's his problem. Some tasteful floor lamps. So Um, speaking of that outsider entity, uh, um, in the course of, uh, detective Anderson's, uh, Work. I almost said detective work. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying. Yeah. Maybe I'll call him Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> um. I should watch that. Later. They. Go on. <laughs> so, the van was stolen, but before it was brought to, they're in like Tennessee in the show, right? Um. Or is that in they? the book? Maybe in the book they're in Tennessee. Yeah, I thought in the show... They're just in Ohio still? Yeah. Okay. That's what Um, I thought. I mean... Whatever. That's fine, too. But before that, before the van was driven to Ohio, it was stolen first by a kid. Right. 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 And the kid sees the guy who took the van after him. Right. They're like, can you draw? He's like, I'll give it a shot. And he draws... A fucked what, up looking guy. Yeah. He, he draws, draws a, a guy
1: with like a smeared face.
0: Pretty much. Yes. Right.
1: <laughs> like if you, it like if you drew somebody's face in like wet ink and then you just dragged your hand across it, it's almost the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. His like mouth is sliding off. One of the eyes is all <laughs> goofed out. <laughs> it's all goofed out. Uh, and we we see
1: this character he's wearing a green hoodie we see him like in the background of like some shots but we never get like a clear shot of his face it's just like this weird sort of like like a smeared face like we can't you can't really make it out yeah um so the the kid right he draws that picture um and then that Ben Mendelson he's still you know, pursuing the case after the the little girl told him, you know, pass the message along. And, and then like in the middle of the night, um, mayor Winningham is woken up and drawn out to like the kitchen. She gets a glass of water and then she sees a guy standing in her dining room, Mm -hmm. drops the glass and then just walks across the glass, the broken glass and sits down and, this person, this entity tells her to pass a message along to her husband that if he doesn't stop, something really bad is going to happen. And,
0: Oh, and guess what? He says it in a scary voice. (laughs) Guess what? It's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty bad. He's just, he's a, it's a hoodie. He's just a hooded figure. Right. Um,
1: Man, this show is good. Yeah, I like the show. The show is good. I, I, so, uh, she wakes up
0: or he wakes up. She's not in bed. He follows the blood and broken glass across the house, finds her just like laying face down in the guest room on the bed. He knows she's not dead somehow, which was a huge relief. Yes, but he just wakes her up and starts taking the glass out of her feet, real tender. They have, I love. I love a nice relationship yeah between I, two older folks. And so does I Stephen it King. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice thing to see. Um they've yeah. been through so much together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We and then we get some that. like
1: flashes of like um you know when they when their kid died uh you know some of the tr- the hardships and the things that they were going through and like he was drinking a lot um
0: yeah just like she was like uh, she was just like not getting out of bed that's like the moment we super, see where he's yes, like, like he's telling him. her you have to move on with your life yeah and yeah yeah drunk drunk off his ass he's like you have to move on with your life <laughs> <laughs> and she's screaming at him rightly yeah. so so right, um yeah. yeah and i mean like is that all the big stuff that's kind of yeah I mean
1: you know like Holly uh, goes to so while uh, Terry and his family were out in Dayton, Ohio um, mm. Terry was visiting a his father in a like a, a nursing home yeah. right and I guess he has some sort of dementia, like Alzheimer's or whatever and he got a scratch on his hand while he was visiting uh, his father right. And at first it seems like Ben Mendelssohn, uh, Ralph, uh, s- suspects maybe something happened. Like he, he did something, uh, you know, like maybe he attacked somebody or whatever. Um, and then once, you know, once he investigates more and Holly investigates it more, uh, they actually find out that he would, you know Terry was telling the truth where he said he he got the scratch while he was visiting his dad he bumped into a nurse and fell and the, you know the guy scratched his hand or whatever uh and then we we sort of follow that character the nurse character who was arrested for killing a child right hmm. and well that's weird hmm. so uh <laughs> That Holly like looks into that case, and it's very similar. Where he was visiting his mother, and the kid died while he was away, right? Um, and then that guy, um, so the nurse sort of leads to another person, yeah, who in New York, uh, a bartender who. The same thing happened. She's in jail now for child murder when she was also not even in in the city when the kid got killed. Yes. Um,
0: Also, when that nurse was in New York, seemingly, because. um, Right. She's like, I don't know that guy. I don't yeah. know that guy. I'm a bartender. I see I deal with a yeah, hundred faces there. a day, but yeah. he had written a postcard back to his coworker. He was friends with that was like met a girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you see him, um, doinking this uh-huh. monster. And yeah. She, that was fucked up, man. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, just like the, the way they have the monster just kind of like looking around the room. Waiting. Yep. it's fucked up. (laughs) Also, like, oh, my God. Yeah. She draws blood when she drags her nails across his back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: whole, like, so Holly goes to see this, uh, the woman, the bartender, uh, in jail. And she has a whole, like, the conversation with her. And the way that episode starts is with, like, a scene of the nurse character and the bartender character at breakfast. Yeah. Like like having like uh like a fun sort of conversation about like just breakfast things, dipping your toast in eggs, how whatever. It's yeah. like this kind of like cute sort of right interaction. And the right? last
0: the last shot of the scene, it's like an, it's an over the shoulder from him. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at her. And they're just like her expression kind of change. She seems to like look past him.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: And like her expression changes and you're like, oh, she saw something scary. No, she is
1: something scary. That's right. We find out from Holly talking to her that uh, she's not even into guys. That's not, you know, what her preference is. Mm -hmm. So she so we're like, okay, well, that we saw the thing earlier. Right. And then it after that, it keeps like sort of cutting back to this nurse character meeting her. Um, We go, we go back to um, the the interaction. She says like, he wanted me to meet him for breakfast and I just didn't show up. Right. I just, I never saw him again. And as the audience, we're watching this
0: and saying, well, we saw you actually, you went to breakfast and you had a really good time. So maybe you you had a really, maybe you're more into guys than you think (laughs) now. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Have you ever tried it? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's bad. Um, no, but uh, so and then it it keeps cutting back and forth between like the, her, like this interview or whatever. And then uh, the character sitting at breakfast, them having sex. And you're like, holy shit, it's the fucking monster that he's fucking right now. And then, right. Like you said, she like drags her nails across his back, scratches him which passes on whatever this like doppelganger uh entity kind of thing is. Yeah. Right? And I
0: think probably I think this might be like the last thing we learn from the investigation in the in the first 5. Mm-hmm. While Holly is talking to that woman in prison, yeah. there's like a woman sitting at another table who like kind of like looks over at him. Yeah. Right? Yeah a knowing look and then that woman hands Holly a piece of paper <laughs> when she goes to visit we get a quick rundown on boogeyman <laughs> yeah. right she's like what this lady is just sort of like what do you know about el coco she's like el coco right and coco it turns out is um a boogeyman basically this yes. thing
1: this it, thing it's yeah it it seems like um, if the woman asks like she says like El Coco or whatever and and then she asks Holly like uh, you know what was the thing that like your grandmother told you would get you if you like didn't eat your vegetables or didn't go to sleep on time or whatever and then Holly says her version of it and because you know they they. I guess, you know, in different cultures or whatever, you have these different sort of boogeymen. Yeah. Right. And right. That's what they, so they start talking about the, the various boogeymen that they're aware of. Right.
0: And then we, and then we get sort of like one of the theses of the show, right. Where the woman is like, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, your parents tell you that if you're bad, the boogeyman will come and get you. But when you grow up, you learn that sometimes the boogeyman just comes for you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You just it's get true. got. <laughs> you just get got. Just get got. Yeah, also, and, Holly is yeah. a boyfriend and he's a security guard and he oh. seems nice. Yeah. So
1: in her in Dayton, uh, when she's in oh, Dayton, all right. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Yeah. She meets this guy who's like the security guard of this like shopping plaza and you know, they, right. They start like, they start a little, a little thing. Um, I do the, the part where she's just like, um, like matter of factly, like let's sleep together or whatever. Uh, I, I thought that was, I, I don't know. I just like that. I thought it was funny. Like yeah. the way that she was just like, you know, oh we should, we should do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her and this guy—they sort of like—they talk about the case. They like kick things around. Um, yeah, he is like—he's not like just some doofus security guard. You know, he seems to actually be able to think, and uh, you know, can contribute at least to helping with her with the case, right? Mm. Um, which I thought like, I like—I like their whole little you know relationship. I think maybe uh, I don't know. <sighs> It sort of feels like maybe that guy is going to die if I if I had to guess. He I don't know anything. He seems like the
0: type, right? He yeah. seems
1: like the type that's not going to make it to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. It's, he's a nice guy, uh yeah, just doing the one right thing. Yeah, strike yeah. two. <laughs> buddy (laughs) and he what are you gonna do next and he offers
0: emotional stakes to our protagonist strike yeah yeah. (laughs) you're donezo yeah
1: you you might be donezo bud (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i think i'm pretty i think that's it that's like the big stuff that happens yeah right we're sort of left with um you know they uh ralph and holly they're still investigating the case um they're, they're getting closer but they there's no solid sort of uh, uh, thing that they're going after. They're not like, okay, it's this entity, this ghost and this is how we have to handle it. We're still like kind of in the dark about all that
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, all we really know is that it is an entity. Yes.
1: And
0: I th- I'm, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I like what we're setting up here, though. I love this sort of like the inherited misery, yeah, of past traumas. Right, uh, we're setting that up real good.
1: Right, one of the things too, when Holly, I think it's when Holly is talking to that woman, um, right, is that when they they discuss like the lingering of the the entity, like he likes he he, he yeah he i eats, forget he like it devours the the misery right like that's what he feeds right. on so
0: and she's like it's not just you know it's not just the killing it right it's the people right
1: it's not right it's not just killing the kid it's when the, when he killed the kid and then the entire immediate family died as well because they from you know grief or you know, from attacking the cops. So he got shot or the father who hangs himself, right? Like all of these things that, you know, are just like misery stacked on top of each other. That's what the, the, the thing like sort of feeds on. That's what it it seems like killing the kid is almost like
0: uh, a means to a different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just like sort of lighting this fuse so he can enjoy the rest of it. You know,
0: it's a, it's a Bit Doctor Sleepish. Same sort of it's thing. It's a little sleepy. It's a little sleepy. <laughs> it's a little. Right? Yeah. But instead of the kid, it's. You get it from the people around him.
1: Yeah. The, the um, juice. The, yeah.
0: What do they call it? The uh, people? Th-
1: yeah. It was um, steam. The, it was a steam. 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 That's right. Yeah. yeah a yeah. schwitz. Uh, yeah. Kid it, schwitz. It's a child schwitz. <laughs> cool. All right. From, from you know. Uh, a couple baseball boys. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah. Should
0: we do our segments?
1: No, no, no segments. No segments. None. No, okay. Do you want to do? I mean, we we usually wait until the end of the. You're right. The season. You're right.
0: I'm just so excited about this thing. Also, I thought of a f- a couple of funny king tropes.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Write them down. I got them. I all got right. Them. Um. Yeah, so I th- so that's it, right, for this week. Next in 2 weeks we're going to we'll finish the the series. We'll we'll have the conclusion. We'll do all the all the fun segments that we do, all of that stuff. All your favorites. <laughs> we're bringing them all out. Um guys. But What?
0: What? <laughs> I was going to say we're also we're yeah. not just watching the outside. Anymore.
1: I was going to say the same thing. Go on.
0: We're reading it, too. That's right. Over on the Patreon, which you may have heard me mention at the top of the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash KingMePod. One of the bonus contents series you'll get One access One of the Tuesday
1: to. episodes, right? Yeah. We mix up the Tuesday episodes.
0: We've been doing a little reading series that, mm-hmm. for reasons that are already... Lost to time. We are calling greedy little book boys. We should probably change. We should probably change it to something marketable. (laughs) That's right. Um, Because like I was thinking about it's like, you know, we upload the video to YouTube or whatever. It's like who's searching greedy little book boys and anyone that is searching it isn't looking for that. I don't know what they're looking for, but it's not that.
1: No, it's not that. I mean, whoever's looking for that should probably hang out with the outsider. Yeah, sounds like a
0: bit of an El Cucco to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, KingMePod.com. Nope. Patreon.com slash KingMePod. That's it. There we go.
1: Yeah, so. so, Actually, uh, go
0: to GoDaddy.com and (laughs) register KingMePod.com.
1: Yeah, help us out with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do us a Uh,
1: solid. So, uh, this episode, today is Friday, and this is coming out. Uh, So, next Tuesday, in like four days, that's when we're going to be releasing the uh, Outsider Book Club episode, part one. Part one. So, we're reading it in half. Yeah, we're reading up to, it's in our editions, it's like page 287. If anybody wants to join in. Jump on the Patreon. Yeah, come talk. You know, come uh, discuss.
0: We got a lively comments section. Yeah, full of it's people nice. who know more than us. So, oh well. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's been very informative for me. Hell, I'd pay five dollars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I uh, if I had to pay five dollars to learn all these things, I would. I would.
0: I absolutely, yeah. I would. So, um, in addition to that, we do bonus episodes about. Just movies we like that aren't necessarily king things, but some genre stuff, you know. Right. We'll theme it out a bit. Um, Yeah. yeah. And we got videos for episodes. We got videos. By the way, I got to upload a bunch bunch of videos, huh? I got to do that. (laughs) I've been on vacation. I've been very naughty. But. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So get Uh, in now to get a huge dump of video uploads all at once. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Come check out the videos. Uh, You could see whose voice goes to what face.
0: The answer may surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) It surprised some. (laughs) Um, Can't tell. There's a tinge of disappointment to it, don't you think? Oh,
1: absolutely. They're like, oh. Oh, I wanted the other one to sound like that. (laughs) Mm.
0: And frankly, Rob, I want that too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I don't want to be... I don't want to be this guy. I want to be a different guy. Listen, me either.
1: (laughs) You got, you got two hosts that just want to, they just want to do a freaky Friday. (laughs) We just
0: want to be two different guys completely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, guys, I think that's it, right? Is there anything else, you know, check out obviously, you know, we have the Patreon. You can email us at kingmepot at gmail.com. You can uh rate review subscribe on iTunes. Uh please do so. If you write a review, we'll fucking read it here. Oh yeah. Oh, uh yeah. you know, and if you do it as Stephen King, that, that's more fun. Uh we have a lot of people that have done that already. That's that's a good time. Here's what
0: it does: it bolsters our credibility with the constant readers of the world who want to listen to a new podcast. Yeah. They see Stephen King left multiple reviews on a podcast. They say to themselves, wow, old tiny glasses must really think highly of these two.
1: Yeah. He put on his itty
0: bitty spectacles
1: and he wrote, he made up a bunch of email, dummy email addresses (laughs) just to leave comments and ratings on this podcast. That's right. So, so you would be helping somebody else find the episode Mm -hmm. by doing
0: that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's about it. Right, Dan? Yes, Rob. And so we will say our famous catchphrase to sign off.
1: Uh, our famous catchphrase and a one and a two and a (laughs) Steve King.